Hey, college basketball fans, it's time for the Valley Hoops Insider Radio Show and Podcast. I'm your host, Terry Schrader, and I am privileged to write and talk about the Missouri Valley and Ohio Valley basketball conferences. We talk to players, coaches, media members, yep, and the fans about the Valley and the OVC. Stick around. We have a great show for you today. The Valley Hoops Insider Radio Show and Podcast wants you to know about our friend Ben Yates at Don Brown Chevrolet. A great salesman with great products, that's Ben Yates at Don Brown Chevrolet. The One Point A Project is a missions organization helping special needs and terminally ill children in West Africa. And you should join the Upside app. You'll get cash back on gas, groceries, and a whole lot more. Use the invite code HARRY5474. And on today's show, we'll be talking it over with Drake Bulldog coach Darren DeVries. We'll also be talking it over with his point guard, Connor Enright, and the young and outstanding forward from Indiana State, Jason Kent. Three great guests for you today on the Valley Hoops Insider Radio Show and Podcast. We'll be talking it over with Darren DeVries right after this. Are you in the market for a new car? I was, and I ended up at Don Brown Chevrolet here in St. Louis. Don Brown is famous for saying they are on King's Highway at the entrance to the hill, and I went to Don Brown Chevrolet, and salesman Ben Yates answered all of my questions. He went the extra mile and helped me understand what the process was like, and then he got me perfectly situated in my brand new Chevrolet Trailblazer. I hate buying cars. I hate all the back and forth. And Ben Yates at Don Brown Chevrolet took all the manipulation out of it, helped me find the car I wanted and really that I needed. If you're looking for a new car, go to Don Brown Chevrolet, but not just to that great dealership. Call 314-474-0270 and ask for my new friend, Ben Yates. There's a picture of Ben and me and my brand new car on our website, valleyhoopsinsider.com. Low pressure, great service, helpful to a fault. Let Ben Yates at Don Brown Chevrolet know you heard about it from me, Harry Schrader at valleyhoopsinsider.com. Well, welcome back to the Valley Hoops Insider podcast, part of the Valley Hoops Insider website. Our guest today is uh, head coach Darren DeVries of the Drake Bulldogs. They're off to a great start in Missouri Valley play and across the regular season. And Darren, uh, I appreciate you taking time with me today. Talk just a little bit about how the beginning, maybe third of the season has gone. Yeah, it's uh, uh, been happy with maybe the win-loss record. Um, uh, we've been a little bit up and down in terms of our play at times, uh, but I felt like um, right before Christmas break, I thought we were playing really well, had a good good road win uh, on a neutral side against Nevada, um, had some injury issues uh, there for about a week and then went to UAB and unfortunately dropped a, a close one there that, um, you know, we wish we could have gotten back. But uh, um, overall, uh, you know, pretty pleased. I, I think we're in a, in, in a fairly good spot. I feel like guys is, you know, as time's gone on here, have really established their roles. And with all the new guys, it took us a little bit uh, to establish that, I think. And just, uh, you know, where do you fit in and how do we how do we as coaches best utilize, you know, all these all these new guys. And, and um, uh, you know, I think we're getting there. Uh, I thought we played well the other night in our first game back from Christmas break uh, at home here against Illinois State and now get ready to go on the road against a, a very uh, explosive Belmont team. I'm going to ask you a weird question, Darren. The 
Your record has been spectacular. You have known nothing but success since you got there. And I know you work your tail off. So the question is, did you think it would be this easy? You understand the, the context of my question. You guys have been wildly successful. Did you, did you really anticipate this level of success when you first got there? I, I don't really know what I expected, to be honest. Um, and, I, and I can promise you it certainly hasn't been easy. <laughs> um, but it's um, uh, it, it's been good. It's been fun to, to watch uh, each each year, each team take on their own identity and, and uh, uh, as a program continue to, to grow uh, together as well. But um, it, it, uh, it certainly is every day is a challenge, as, as we know, and, and winning so hard at, at any level and teams are so close to each other, you know, in terms of the coaching's great, the talent's great. And, and um, uh, so in order to continue to win, you got to be so good at all the little things. And, and uh, we're certainly trying to do that. We're hoping to continue to get better at it. Uh, uh, but each year, uh, you know, takes on a kind of its own own face, if you will. Are you a guy that broods over losses, celebrates victories, or you that guy that takes them all in stride no matter what happens? Uh, which, which end of that spectrum do you live in? I hang on to losses for a while. Uh, <laughs> I mean, they, they, I think they actually stick with me for a year or two. <laughs> uh, just, uh, they're just hard to let go. Um, so that's uh, uh, the winning's fun and that, that excitement uh, – maybe, maybe last for a few hours. And especially when you start to get in now, it's like, enjoy it, turn the page. And it's like, Oh no, we, we got film on Belmont right now. <laughs> and then, and you got to go to that next game. And, um, and that's, that's league play and, and, and stuff. But, uh, but it's also fun at the same time, even when you hang on to losses, it's, it's what makes sports what it is. Uh, if everybody knew what was going to happen every night, nobody'd love it the way we do. When you, uh, you guys, I mentioned you guys have been wildly successful, 20 plus wins every year that you've been there, uh, but breaking through and winning at Arch Madness last spring had to be, I don't know, a very significant moment for both you, your players and the program. Yeah, it was. And, and we had come close, um, a couple of times, uh, and, and gotten second place in it. So, uh, last year, especially as we talked with that group that we had that had been with us for quite a while, it, it was fun to, to see their, um, enjoyment and, and I guess that satisfaction of knowing that uh, they were able to climb that mountaintop and, and get on top. And um, as people have been able to experience that, I had the opportunity at, at Creighton as an assistant coach to know that feeling and, and watch the players and fans celebrate. And uh, so you know what that means to everybody involved uh, in and around your program. And um, it's one of those memories that uh, you never forget as, as a player, as a coach, as a fan. Uh, so certainly that was something that um, was fun to get to to do with our, our team last year. You've been able to recruit Darren at a, at a high level and, and you guys brought in a number of uh, transfers this year, but some high level freshmen as well. What's the sales pitch in terms of coming to Des Moines and being, becoming a part of the, the Bulldog program? What, what are you selling when you're talking to a recruit? I think the biggest thing is just what our program is like day to day. Um, uh, we really rely a lot on when we talk to kids about, we don't promise them anything in terms of playing time, starting, none of that stuff. You're going to come, you're going to work just like everybody else. Uh, so I think you establish that trust within your locker room of, you know, when they do have bad days, it's like, you know, you weren't, you weren't told it was going to be this or that you're going to earn everything you get. And, and um, the guys have really bought into that and the recruits have really bought into that, uh, and the ones that um, end up coming, I think they're really committed to 
to, to what our vision is for them, what our vision is for their program, what our vision is for their future um, on the floor and off the floor. And uh, I think because of that, our locker room is always, you know, pretty good. Uh, they always, um, you know, are supporting one another and stuff and everybody wants to play. Everybody knows that if you don't, then, you know, why, why are you, you know, a college <laughs> athlete? Um, but being able to handle roles and, and, uh, and still be able to try to chase your dreams is, is hard sometimes. And, our guys, I, th I think, over the years have done a terrific job of continuing to keep the team in front of them, uh, but always to continuing to strive to, to push themselves to uh, be better as well. You had Brody coming back and Enride and your son, and and yet some new guys have really made a difference for you, Overton and and Garland and Atten Wright. Uh, what are those guys bringing or providing that's maybe a little bit different from that last crew? Yeah, and I, I think it's, uh, you know, everybody, even the group we had last year, the last three years, you you know, a lot of times in basketball, yeah, you have three guys back or four guys back. It's still different. It's a different yeah. team. No matter you plug one guy in, that's different. Everybody's everything changes. So this year was even a little bit bigger. Uh, but what those new guys have done uh, has been really uh, quite remarkable in terms of their ability to um, kind of transition from different schools or from high school to college. Uh, and the growth that we've seen them make from June until now um has really been pretty cool to watch because uh, uh, in june it, it was it was there were some ugly moments <laughs> in practice you know and um you got new terminology you got new drills you got new expectations on on the way you do things and uh i think um all of our guys really and even though they may be in lesser roles in terms of playing time have all really um you know tried to understand it, what it takes every day to try to play at the highest level possible and compete uh, uh, at the level you need to, to try to win on a night in night out basis. Cause, um, because it is so hard and it is such a, a fine line or small margin uh, between winning and losing on most nights. Right. Has been obviously stellar in terms of what we see production on the floor. I think a lot of people thought maybe Kyron Gibson would, would be, you know, a significant performer and I'm sure he's, you know, done some nice things for you, but the freshmen have kind of really shown out, haven't they? And maybe, maybe not surprisingly, but maybe surprisingly that the freshmen could step forward in such a significant way. Yeah, I, I think uh, Kevin uh, and Kobe both and, and have done a, a terrific job. I, I think you go into the year, with quite a few vets, um, you know, either through the transfer portal or returners, and and you're not sure maybe how those the, the freshmen are going to fit in and and what their role will be because um, it is a it's a hard transition from mm. from high school to college. But uh, again, those two guys, those two freshmen specifically, from what they've been able to do from June 5th till now um, is pretty cool to see and, and their buy-in and their, their, their willingness to learn and get better every day. And um, that's been fun. And, and I think both of them are going to continue to grow. They're both awesome kids. Uh, they, they love playing, they love competing. And uh, so it's, um, it's fun to have them see them do what they're doing. Uh, you mentioned the, the recent loss to UAB. Do you, can you even allow yourself to concern yourself with, net rankings and Ken Palm rankings and what Joe Lenardi says about whether or not you're in the bracket. I mean, do, do coaches like the, or maybe any coach, but you particularly, do you, can you even allow yourself to think about any of that kind of stuff? I, I think you, I think you can talk about it in general terms with your team. So, Cause so there's this understanding of like, what do these games mean? You know, non-conference games, why are they so important, especially at our level? Um, you know, there's, you don't get very many 
bad nights uh, that you right. just can recover from. And that's just the, the way it is. And uh, so it's certainly something that maybe you talk about. Now, we don't put a lot of like stuff in front of them in terms of like, here's our team goals. They kind of have them in their own minds anyway, what they want to do, just like every other team does. Like if you did a fall meeting and said, who wants to win the league? Every team's going to raise their hands, right? right. So I think every team's goal is to, to finish at the highest level possible. And, um, you know, that that UAB loss was a tough one from a, a non-conference perspective. Uh, those are games that you got to try to win on the road, obviously. Um, uh, you know, unfortunately, we came up uh, a little bit short in overtime there. Uh, that, um, you know, again, it's, it's one you'd like to try to try to have back and, and come up with a different result. But there's also opportunities to learn from well, how did this result happen and why and how can we uh, what can we do better to fix it? And I, I thought the guys came back from Christmas um, and understood that and were able to turn the page and continue to, to you know, work towards what uh, what our next game was going to be. Tucker's development uh, just continues. What I mean is he could settle in, right? He could be a guy that just is really good at what he does and, and, and settles in. But he's uh, distributing the basketball better, probably rebounding the basketball better. It looks when I can watch you guys on television – like he's taking more of a leadership role as well. Maybe I'm reading body language correctly or incorrectly. What do I know? I sit in St. Louis and look at my computer, you know, but, but talk a little bit about your son's development uh, this year from last year. Yeah. I think the biggest thing, as you mentioned, is um, he's maybe had the biggest transition on our team of anybody, including new guys in terms of the role that he played the last two years to the role that we're asking him to play this year. And, a lot of that's uh, to put the ball in his hands and be more of a playmaker on top of being a scorer and, and, you know, working through that transition has, has um, certainly had its ups and downs in terms of him as a player, figuring out what that looks like. But I think he's done a tremendous job of, of getting our other guys involved uh, this year and, and be able to, you know, come off of ball screens, recognize the attention that he's getting and be able to distribute it to, to other guys. And then at the same time, he's still got a score for us. So he still needs to be able to do that uh, for us as well. And uh, I, I feel like he's in a really good spot now. I feel like he's much more comfortable as, as we've continued to go here and, uh, you know, excited for him as, as we get into league play here and, and continue down this stretch here. And, and how's that shoulder? I was watching that game when he got, he kind of got his shoulder wrenched and, and it was late in the game and you guys are up or maybe six or seven points. So it wasn't like, okay, take him out now, coach. Uh, but it's late and all of a sudden he gets ripped and then he misses a game. And I'm like, oh, you know, when, when we see significant key players from teams go down, it always gives me worry, but how is his shoulder? Yeah, he's in uh, he's in a good spot now. I think uh, the timing of Christmas break uh, was really fortunate for us uh, with him and Connor and uh, right. Cause Connor had missed the game at UAB, um, you know, which was, again, a, a tough mm -hmm. thing for us as well. But um, the timing for, for both those guys to have Christmas break when it fell and have a few days off to, to, to get some recovery and rehab and things and come back uh, in a pretty good spot, uh, I thought was very fortunate for us. I wanted to ask you about Connor. I'm going to be talking to him later on. He red shirts a year and then he, he didn't play hardly at all. But, well, I mean, he played behind Roman almost not at all and then and then has to emerge and play a little bit last year and all of a sudden he's a a team leader and a guy that you have to have on the floor talk about his development his work ethic those kinds of things 
Yeah, Connor's terrific. Uh, what you see on film or watching him on the game floor is what we get every day. Uh, like he just does not have a half speed button. Um, <laughs> and that's uh, that's something, to be honest with we've actually had to work with him more on is is being able to be a point guard on the half court now. Where last year he just got to go full speed 100% of the time. And now when you're at that PG spot a little bit more and the game slows down and it's a half court possession of being able to kind of gear it back a little bit, you know, um, you know, and be more of a facilitator distributor, let the game kind of um, evolve in front of him at where he can see it a little better instead of just going as fast as he can. And I thought the last month or so he's done a really good job of, of doing that. And he's continuing to grow uh, as a point guard, but I just love the passion he plays with uh, uh, the energy, the enthusiasm. He just, he makes our team better in every, every way possible at both ends of the floor. Um, he's just one of those guys you love to have on your team. Uh, before I let you go, Darren, you know, you guys have had a great start. You said, yeah, we've won a lot of games, but maybe we didn't like the way we were playing for a while. And and, and now you're maybe in a better spot. What are those things you're looking at in the final 16, 17 games, whatever it is? Uh, we have to get better at this. What are, what are a couple of those things? Yeah, I think it's just our a consistency and it's at, really at both ends of the floor. I, I feel like, um, we've been really good in a, a lot of games for 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 20 minutes. And then all of a sudden it just disappears for a while. And and you'll see a team go on a 10 0 run or something. Uh, and those are the things, if you're going to really compete for a conference title, you just can't allow those things to happen within games. It's like I talk to them all. We're never going to be perfect. Nobody's asking you to be perfect. It's just being more consistent more often. And, um, on the things you can control, not shooting, <laughs> shooting comes and goes, you know, as long as we're getting the type of shots you want, that's those, those nights you're on, maybe you blow someone out the night you're off. How do you still figure out a way to survive that night and win that game? And and that's where you got to be so good at all the other things. Um, and that's the piece right now we're, we're learning how to win. I really, I think that when you get a new group, it's they're learning how to win together. Um, our record is, you know, you're happy with that. Um, that means they figured out how to, even on some of the nights maybe we didn't have our best, they figured out how to win some of those games. But we also know what's coming with conference play here with 17 more league games, and you have to be more consistent on on a, on a nightly basis if you're going to compete uh, you know, near that upper half. Yeah, Bradley gets Hickman back. Uh, Missouri State gets Matthew Lee back. There are some outstanding players. I, I've told people the, the league lost four guys to the Big Ten and guys that are performing at a high level in the Big Ten and the conference is better than it was a year ago. Do you agree? I think it's incredible what uh, uh, these teams and coaches have done uh, and the way these uh, everybody's playing. And uh, th- this receding hairline's getting further and further back. I'm, <laughs> I'm getting closer to you, Harry. Come on, uh, catch up. <laughs> uh, it's um, because you look at the teams and it's like, man, <laughs> um, you know, which, which night maybe can you have a little bit of an off night? I just don't see it. I, I think our league is terrific. Uh, I think coaches are doing an awesome job and a lot of really high level talented players in our league, uh, which is, it's fun to see. Uh, we've been cheering for two months now for everybody to win. Now that comes to, that comes a little bit to a stop for, for everyone, <laughs> I'm sure, but it's been fun to watch all, all of our teams compete and, and, uh, the way everybody's playing right now. It's um, it's really, really awesome. Appreciate your time today, Darren. Wish you the best of luck. Uh, I, I tell people all the time, kind of like you, I'm a, I'm a Valley guy through and through. And so all during November and December, it's root for all 12 teams. And, and now I don't root for any of them, right? Because you guys are all clubbing each other around. 
but then I get to March and it's like, okay, I need a lot of these teams to get in the NCAA tournament. Yeah. And, and some people are saying the, the Valley could have two teams this year. Uh, if I step back and look, I think they're more than two deserve it, but it'd be good to get multiple teams in this year. I agree. I, I think the league is in a really good spot. Um, uh, now we just got to continue to play and, and see where that all leads to, to come March. But uh, there's no question just from a talent standpoint and, and coaching standpoint, there's there's really good teams in this league. And, and if given the shot, uh, could make the most of uh, an opportunity in March. Appreciate your time today. Always appreciate talking with you and finding out more about the Bulldogs and trying to learn something about basketball. I feel like such a novice. Anyway, I appreciate the time today. Thanks, Harry. That's Darren DeVries, the head coach of the Drake Bulldogs. We'll be right back in just a minute. You're watching ValleyHoopsInsider.com. The One Point Day Project is near and dear to my heart. Parts of West Africa are extremely poor, and birth defects and malnutrition are rampant in those impoverished countries. The One Point Day Project is there to help with medical treatment, surgeries, medicines, and therapy. Well, really, whatever those children need. If you'd like to help, head to sheltering-wings.org. You'll see someone with my last name on there, and you can lend a hand to terminally ill children in West Africa. That's sheltering-wings.org. Well, welcome back. Connor Enright's with us, the point guard of the Drake Bulldogs, and fought through a little bit of an injury. We'll talk a little bit about that with him this afternoon. The Bulldogs off to a terrific start, undefeated in Valley play. Connor, first, just thanks for carving out a few minutes for an old guy in St. Louis. Of course. I appreciate you having me on. I'm uh, super excited to talk some hoops. Uh, tell me a little bit about your journey first, just to get to Drake. How did you end up becoming a bulldog? Yeah, um, you know, I got I got seen pretty early on. I think I was fifteen. I got offered. Um, you know, Coach Woodley brought me out for a visit. And Coach Devries offered me, and you know, I consistently was just getting talked to and recruited by them. And you know, I just felt like it was uh, there was there was really nothing wrong with coming here. That's what I was looking for. Things wrong because every, every place had uh, has benefits. You know, something you like. And uh, you know, I visited three times and. I couldn't find anything wrong with Drake, so I just committed right before my junior year and got the recruiting process over a little early, but I'm very happy with my decision. And and just an overnight sensation. What I mean is uh, redshirted the first year, had to play behind some guy named Roman Penn. I mean, a <laughs> slacker. And, and then now all of a sudden, front and center. Talk about that journey, how you've had to kind of stay with it, fight forward, and, and get to where you're at. Yeah, I mean, definitely my freshman year, it was, it was easy to – I mean, I, I didn't want to not play, but, you know, I got – guys that are really good in front of me. Mm. So I'm going to take advantage and try and watch and learn from them as much as I can. And then last year getting, getting to play with, you know, Roman was, that was sweet. So, you know, definitely takes a little bit of pressure off uh, when you're a freshman and then, you know, kind of just how he led the team and stuff. I'm trying to do those things this year and uh, take that bigger role. Like I had maybe in high school, but you know, I've played all types of roles, bench, uh, backup starter. So just trying to adapt. I lost you. Oh, there you're Sorry back. about that. That's yeah, right. I got to put my phone on. Do not disturb. <laughs> I've been there, done that. All those kind of mistakes. Uh, give me one lesson, a Roman Penn lesson that you have taken forward into this year. Uh, I think the the biggest lesson I've taken is that you're the calming force on the whole team. Like you can't get too high or too low as the the point guard because everybody's looking to you and and the energy kind of. Um, you know, goes through the team. So if you stay calm, I think everybody else can kind of see that and they stay there too. Uh, I talked to Coach DeVries about you recently and he said, what I see when I watch you play in games is what he gets in practice every day that you don't have like a 
an off switch or a <laughs> slow down switch. Is that accurate? Yeah, yeah. They're definitely, uh, I'm sure they definitely would like me to slow down from time to time. But yeah, I, I keep it going 100 as much as I can, I think. What, what about Darren DeVries? What makes him tick? When you step back and think about your head coach, uh, man, he's wildly successful. What do you think some of those ingredients are that allow him to be so tremendously successful? I think he's just, he, he cares so much. Like you can just tell, um, you know, and everything he does, whether it's just off the court relationships with us or, you know, life. And then within practice, like he's just so detailed and he puts in so much time and same with the, the other guys and the staff. So I just think not brushing over little things um, in all aspects of basketball, uh, I think is what makes him great. I told him when I talked to him recently, I said, you, this has been easy. All you do is win games. He said, there hasn't been anything easy about it. Yeah. Uh, everybody knows that Tucker DeVries is a great player. Tell us something about Tucker that we don't know. Ah, oh, man, I'm trying to think here. Tucker, uh, Tucker's a pretty good Fortnite player. I'll, I'll, I'll really? play, yeah, we play a lot of video games together. Okay. Tucker's a pretty good Fortnite player. A Fortnite player. That's interesting. You talked about the, the point guard role. Um, and being that steadying force, every almost every player that plays at Division One basketball, they were a star in their previous location. Meaning they were gonna, they were taking the shots. They were the guy that everybody was gonna write the article about. And sometimes the point guard position is about your teammates, about facilitating your teammates. Talk about that adjustment, or maybe it wasn't an adjustment for you. I don't know. I mean, I know you were a big scorer in high school. Uh, but talk about what that feels like or looks like for you. Um, well, you know, I see in practice guys like Kevin Tucker Atten, like those guys can fill it up. And I, I know what my strengths are. So I like, I'm just trying to get those guys, their shots. And I, I don't really care about getting, you know, any glory or fame. I mean, they, they, they could definitely score a little bit better than me. So I'm, I'm willing to give them the ball. Um, so, you know, just, it, and it, it brings more success to our team. If we got more guys willing to uh, share it and, and score. So I think just doing that couple of games ago, though, you go off for 18, most of them in the first half. That was like, uh-oh, Connor Enright's going to start filling it up, too. What Was that a fun game? Yeah, it was awesome. You know, seeing seeing the, the ball go down a couple times in a row, my teammates kept feeding me. So that was great just, just to have one of those. It was career high, so it was awesome. Uh, tell me about your shoulder. I know you got dinged up, had to miss a game, saw last night or the last game you guys played. You had the, the fancy tape on your shoulder. I don't know what that really does. It's like masking tape on <laughs> yeah. your arms. but. Uh, talk about your injury and, and how you're moving forward, how you feel. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm, I'm feeling, feeling pretty good. Um, just taking it one day at a time, uh, you know, trying to just, you know, not do too much or, or worsen it at all. But yeah, I think I'll be able to be all good through the year. And it felt really good uh, the other night. So pretty good. Uh, talk to me about Colby. I, I you know, he's a, a young guy and, and comes from a great prep program, uh, but how, you know, you talked about learning things from Roman. Are there things you're able to pass along to that younger guard? I think so. And, and a lot of it still is from Roman that I'm trying to pass down. But I see a lot of uh, almost myself and Colby at times, just like how hard he plays and how much energy he plays with. And I, I love that. So just trying to give him like little tips and tricks, um, you know, whether that's offensively or defensively. Um, and then, you know, as we get into conference, little you know, things that I know about guys that I've played that would help him out. So, but uh, he's been awesome, um, takes everything up, and he's a really good player for us. I want to ask you about some of the guys you face. There's some unbelievable lead guards, point guards, whatever you want to call them. 
in the Missouri Valley Conference, uh, yeah. you know, Bradley's got a couple, right? You know, and I'll be talking to Jacoby Gillespie later this week. There's there's outstanding point guards in this league. Talk about some of those guys you have to bang up against uh, each and every night in the Valley. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 pretty awesome. You know, every night you're going against somebody really good. Uh, you got Bone Bourne, you got Xavier Johnson's having an awesome year, uh, Hickman and Dean, obviously, and I'm definitely missing a bunch, but I, I can't hit them all. But you know, it, it's really it's really fun. You know, uh, having that that matchup, it honestly gives me a little bit more spark to to play in those games. You know, you know, gives a little bit of hype. So I like it. Um, I'm sure they do too, and I'm, I'm looking forward to the next 17 games. I talked to a player on opposing team recently, and I ask often I ask players, "Where's your favorite place to play that isn't your home floor?" And he mentioned Drake. He said. Uh, when the fans are there and it's a big game. And of course it's always a big game when it's Drake because they're always winning a bunch. Um, but your home fans are, are pretty special, aren't they? Yeah, they're, they're sweet. I mean, we haven't, we don't have students here right now and it was the nap center was still really loud the other night. So it was awesome. And I know when we get students back it, the games are packed. Um, everybody cares, you know, after the game, they're, they're showing you support before the game, you're showing you support, you're getting messages online. So it's really cool to have that big support system around, around this team. What's it like to have Garrett as a coach now? <laughs> it's interesting for sure. Um, you know, I definitely miss him on the court and, you know, hanging out with him off the court. Uh, but, like, I think it's perfect because it's something that, uh, especially the new guys can relate to. You just saw someone be here for five years, all-time leading rebounder, um, all-conference, win a championship. So having someone in your ear that did all that is, you know, definitely important. And, you know, you got to respect what he has to say. And I love it. <laughs> People watching this video won't get the full view of uh, the mullet <laughs> and all of that. Um, I wrote a piece over Christmas saying that with some of my Christmas wishes for the Valley, and one was to make sure that you maintained or grew out the mullet. Um, you get fun. You have fun with all of that extra stuff that just doesn't mean a lot, but it means something because it's fun. Yeah, yeah, I, I enjoy it. Uh, I saw your tweet as well. I I, I knew that the Christmas wish was going to be happening. Um, but yeah, you know, I I, I feel feel like it's uh, something extra. You know, it's not a distraction. If it was, I wouldn't be doing it. Um, but yeah, it's just something fun I could do. I had it my freshman year. I had like a a, a baby one, I guess, uh, when I was red shirting. And you know, last year everybody seemed to love it. So I thought, why not bring it back? The uh, you know, I what's his name? Uh, Robbie Avila has the the goggles, and you've got the mo. I think I lost you. And uh, where do you like to play that that isn't the Nap Center? Could you could you repeat that? I'm sorry. I think my my internet cut out for the last couple seconds. Yeah, the uh, I'll ask you that same question. Is other than your home floor, where's a place you really enjoy playing? Oh, um, I think I might say UIC because just because my family. Mm -hmm. uh, last year, I had about I think 50 people that either were my immediate family or I, I knew come to that game and uh that was pretty special i, I think the enright students or the enright section would have was bigger than the uic <laughs> section maybe that game so it was really fun but um yeah that's got to be the the coolest for me just because it's so close to home when when you guys go on the road are do you do things differently than you do at home i mean obviously there's travel and all that but are there systems or things that are in place that you guys do differently or is everything exactly the same um, it's relatively similar. Obviously you don't have as much gym time, you know, because you're on the road and stuff and you gotta go back to the hotel 
and all that. But I would say, yeah, we try and keep a, a similar schedule when, when we eat, when we have shoot around, you know, what we're doing before. Uh, maybe we're in a, a hotel room stretching out, working, working on our bodies instead of in the weight room, but it, it relatively try and keep it the same. And, and if I could ask, so when you look back, you say, well, we got a great record. Things are going well. Uh, my season's gone pretty well. My numbers are up. My time is up. Everything is good. What are the things you're thinking about as a, as a bulldog, meaning across the whole program, uh, the whole team, and then yourself? What are those things you're thinking, we still need to get better at this, or I need to still work on that? Uh, I think as a team, we can, you know, being consistent for 40 minutes, you know, we, we can be really great for 30, 32. And then, you know, we can't, we, we can't have lapses in those, you know, eight, eight minutes, 10 minutes. Um, Cause there's some really good teams in the Valley and you can put in work for 30 minutes and lose that in the next 10. So I think just focusing on that. And then as my own player, um, you know, I just think keeping, keep, keep growing as a leader, uh, taking care of the ball is a big important thing for us. And, you know, uh, just putting guys in the right spots to to make their life easier. I know that Tucker's been uh, – the ball's been in his hand a lot more this year. I, I think, you know, you guys are trying to evolve the offense, um, and, and he's distributing the ball quite well. Does that take some of the pressure off of you? What I mean is it's not just always – the Wilson's not always in your hands. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and he, he knows how much attention he attracts, so I think he's – He's done a really good job of, you know, when he sees two guys coming at him, he kicks it to somebody else. So, I mean, he's a he's a great decision playmaker. So, I think having the ball in his hands benefit for our team for sure. And it definitely helps me because then I get to shoot a couple of uh, catch and shoots from him. So, I like those. <laughs> Brody makes this behind-the-back bounce pass to Tucker <laughs> cutting through. I'm like, what is that? That that happened the other night. That was special. Yeah, I was uh, I was fouled out, I think, when that happened. Or And, oh, yeah, he actually did throw one the other night. But he had he a had couple. And I uh, I don't know how he does it. I would. I wouldn't do it. He's he's uh he's a little crazy for throwing those, but they get through. So, uh, when you step away, whoops, I lost you, and maybe you're coming back. There you are again. The uh, when you step back, seven and a half points, three and a half rebounds. You're shooting it at a super high clip. Is that because you know where you're going to be successful? What I mean is like you're being choosy, or you know, talk about you know your shooting prowess. You know, I, I think, um, yeah, I'm trying to take good ones uh, all the time. You know, I'm not taking uh, trying to force shots. But I think this year, more than not, I just have a lot, a lot more confidence. Um, you know, I, I've been shooting well in the corner, so I've been you know trying to get there a little bit. Um, but just, just moving when uh, defenses go and turn their head to go for Tucker, Atten, or Kevin, and just picking those spots right there. But, yeah, I think just, just confidence in myself. And, you know, maybe I was overthinking a little bit last year, my shot, and uh, I'm not doing that as much now. I wanted to ask you about Atten, and then I'll let you go. Uh, you know, we knew he had no good numbers, good credentials coming in, but he's been spectacular. Talk about Atten Wright. Yeah, right when he came in in the summer, I was like, this guy can score. Like, it was it was crazy, especially for a dude that small. Like, he was getting shots off it. I didn't even know how. So, you know, seeing him do it in the game now, is it's not surprising to me, but um, it's a great weapon to have. And I think we can hit you at all times from any five guy can any guy can score out of the five on the court. So it's it's pretty special for us as long as we keep sharing it. I know you guys want to defend well, but I've I've got to I, I want to see you guys play Indiana State and and watch it be like ninety five to ninety eight. Like I, I mean I know they'll defend and I know you'll defend, but the very high level offensive teams both in the blue and white. Yeah, I, I would rather I'd rather keep it, them down in the 40s and 50s, but um, that's always the goal. But yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a great game. We play them. Um, 
you know, got I think Belmont and then and then Indiana State. But yeah, it's there's gonna be a lot of a lot of battles in the next couple months. Looking forward to all of it and appreciate your time today. I wish you all the best of luck. Keep that flow going. I will. And uh and and for sure we'll see you when you get to here in St. Louis. Awesome. Thank you very much for having me on. I appreciate it. Appreciate you, Connor Enright of the Drake Bulldogs. That'll wrap up this particular part of the program. You're watching ValleyHoopsInsider.com. I'm a big fan of the Upside app. I'm making cash back every time I use the Upside app for gas, groceries, my favorite fast food place, and other restaurants. Go to the Upside app and type in the invite code Harry5474, and you can make a little extra to help out your bottom line. It's the Upside app with the invite code Harry5474. Are you in the market for a new car? I was, and I ended up at Don Brown Chevrolet here in St. Louis. Don Brown is famous for saying they are on King's Highway at the entrance to the hill, and I went to Don Brown Chevrolet, and salesman Ben Yates answered all of my questions. He went the extra mile and helped me understand what the process was like, and then he got me perfectly situated in my brand new Chevrolet Trailblazer. I hate buying cars. I hate all the back and forth. And Ben Yates at Don Brown Chevrolet took all the manipulation out of it, helped me find the car I wanted and really that I needed. If you're looking for a new car, go to Don Brown Chevrolet, but not just to that great dealership. Call 314-474-0270 and ask for my new friend, Ben Yates. There's a picture of Ben and me and my brand new car on our website, valleyhoopsinsider.com. Low pressure, great service, helpful to a fault. Let Ben Yates at Don Brown Chevrolet know you heard about it from me, Harry Schrader at valleyhoopsinsider.com. Well, welcome back to valleyhoopsinsider.com. And today, our great uh, privilege to talk to Jason Kent, the forward of the Indiana State Sycamores. And Jason is having a breakout season uh, for the Sycamores. And of course, Indiana State 12 and 2 after the win last night, 3 and 0 in the conference, and off to a great start. Jason, thanks for joining us. Uh, my first question is what kind of community is Oak Forest, Illinois? <laughs> it's, a, it's a great community. You know, it's very quiet, it's peaceful but it's a it's a home community and it's and it's fun to live in and you know oak forest is just an amazing city to live in you have to be enjoying this season as i mentioned you guys are off to a great start and uh i'm a big fan of josh Schertz's. i think he's just like this basketball genius you know it's it's fun to watch you guys play what is the beginning of this first 14 15 games of the season what's it been like for you guys um it's been fun you know especially with us losing our guys last year, like Cam Henry, uh, Cooper Nees, Voss, um, all our seniors. But it's, it's been a journey, you know. It's been fun. You've learned, you learn new things with new guys. And this team is very out of – I've been in college for four years now. I've been a part of two programs. Um, this team is probably the most connected team I've been on, and I've been on some connected teams. But this team is very connected, and we want to see everybody succeed, you know. Just being a part of you just see guys always supporting one another, uh, picking each other up, always, you know, showing love for whatever they get, even if it's they get a double double or, you know, like our guys who um, don't get enough, who don't play, you know, they come in and you just see like the starters still show love. Like if the guys who don't play started the game, you know, it's, it's a true blessing. And we've had some bumps in the roads, you know, in games and, you know, you could just see how we responded, how together we are and. You know, even through our losses, you can still see us compete and staying together. 
You know, we didn't let go of the rope uh, much. So we just stayed together and just competed at a high level. 18 points, eight rebounds in the win last night. Uh, You've been producing at a high level. I saw you obviously watch you play at Bradley, watch you now play at Indiana State. And they list you, I've got it written down here, 6'8", 205. I think you're bigger than both of those things. You look bigger, <laughs> stronger, more swole than years in the past. T- tell me what Tell me what the data really say, really is. Uh, the data really is 6'9", 210. That's, that's the real data. Um, <laughs> well, the, uh, so tell me about that. I mean, you have just, like, you've grown before our eyes in the, in the four years, as, as you mentioned, being in the Valley. I've watched you develop your body and, and develop your game. Just talk about what goes into all of that. Um, so I'm going to start from the beginning. So when I came into college, I was a, a buck. Uh, 176, <laughs> skinny. So, you know, playing with the guys at Bradley, I kind of was like, and then the Valley is super physical. You know, I was a finesse guy back in the day. So I was like, yeah, I got to put on some weight, put on some muscle for more to be able to play in this game and play in this conference. So each year, each spring, I was like, I got to put on weight. I got to add muscle to compete. You know, the, a lot of a lot of guards and a lot of uh, forwards because I'm big, so I gotta be able to guard uh, one through four. And even here at Indiana State, I'm guarding one through four, even on sometimes one through five. And I was like, I want to take pride in my defense because I was never known back in the day as guarding, and I want to be able to be a two way and be able to guard all positions. And and uh, I was like, one, I want to focus on my legs, especially this year after mm. my season last year. Talking to Coach Church, having you know having our player meetings, he was like. I want you to guard one through four, so you got to get stronger in your legs so I can take those bumps. And I focused on putting on more weight and uh, being stronger in my legs because my upper body is already strong, and I just want my lower body to be stronger so I can slide slide more and take bumps more. I know watching uh, Steph Curry, he worked on his legs, like, relentlessly. He used to have ankle and lower leg problems, and he just worked relentlessly, and he's got, like – the legs of a middle linebacker now, you know, and, and you don't know it because of the floppy uh, basketball uniform, but he's spectacular. Uh, you played at Oak Forest with Robbie and, and, and talk about your relationship, your long-term relationship with Robbie. Um, me and Robbie got a different relationship, you know, playing with him in high school. It's fun. You know, you never get to expect that you get to play with your high school again, your high school teammate in college, you know, mm-hmm. it's very rare, but it's like, we can read each other's mind. I know how he likes to play. He knows how I like to play. I know how he likes to score. He knows how I like to score. And it's just fun being able to, you know, almost predict what he's about to do, you know? Like, he knows certain things I want to do. And it's been, we've been doing this since high school. And just being able to just help him um, accelerate and him accelerate me as well is just a blessing to have. And I really appreciate playing with him because, you know, he gets on me when I when I mess up and I get on him and we just know how to turn each other up, you know, put ourselves in another gear. And we always respond to each other's uh, support and when we get on each other. It is kind of interesting. He being, you know, 6'10 and supposedly the center and you're 6'9 and the finesse guy you just told me about. Uh but you're in. You're ending up doing a lot of the dirty work that you would think that big six ten guy's supposed to be doing. Like you're down there banging, and he's out there popping threes. Mm, we kind of flip roles, you know. I said, Rob, you, you shoot the trays, and I'll I'll do a little dirty work. I'll bang with the big fellas, <laughs> man. You, you can go ahead and light light the floor up. 
Uh, talk to me about Josh Schertz and and maybe even compare contrast he with Coach Wardle, who I think both those guys are spectacular coaches, but they're very different. So you know, blessings to Coach Wardle for giving me my opportunity to play college basketball. Um, it's definitely two different dynamics of culture. Coach Wardle is more I'm gonna get on you, I'm gonna yell, I'm gonna turn you up through energy, I'm a and he's gonna make you physical. Coach Wardle is a physical guy. He likes his guys to be very physical. He likes them to compete at a high level. And then when you play for Coach Shirts, he's more of, I'm going to teach you, you know, coming from Bradley, it was be physical, do this, and, and you'll succeed at uh, Indiana State with Coach Shirts. It's because the way we play is so freelance, you get to learn about yourself even more and what you can add to your game, you know. And Shirts is, I'm going to teach you, and you're going to learn things from different spots. You're going to, we're not just going to drill it. We're going to work on it until you get it right. You know, and playing for Coach Shirts, like you said, he is a basketball guru, basketball genius, probably the Einstein of basketball. <laughs> you know, just the way he coaches in his play system and his thought process of how we want to guard teams, how we want to guard players, our scheme for games, how we how we want to play for the games. It's just, it's just a fantastic system to play in. And playing for both coaches, I, I learned a lot. And definitely playing for Coach Shirts, I feel like it helped me elevate my game overall. Talking about elevation, uh, you're a spectacular dunker. Do guys work on their dunks in practice? I mean, do they got do they want to get make sure they have the dunk technique down? Um, not really. I just was like, <laughs> my whole philosophy was um, if I don't lay it up, just dunk it. You're six nine now. You know, you're more athletic. You know, go try to dunk some. Be be athletic for once in your life. So just, I just I was like, I'm just dunk it, and then I just kept dunking. And now I dunk it when I can. But 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 so you're not working out like a practice. Like okay, if I get in this position, I have to be able to dunk it over my head or you know whatever. I mean, like you work on those things. Sometimes, sometimes <laughs> a little bit here and there. Uh, you've been so consistent this year. One game, your low scoring output was nine points. Everything else has been double digits. Uh, you had one game when you only played like 15 minutes. Other than that, everything's been over 20, 25 minutes. Uh, talk about the consistency you've been able to bring this year, different than any of your other seasons, maybe because of opportunity, but maybe because of your own development. Um, You know, I took pride in what my role was this year, you know, and through my cause, I didn't I didn't really buy into my role. You know how coaches are like buy into your role for what the team needs, you know. So I really bought into my role and it's gave me a lot of success. Cause we have a wonderful three front, three front guards, you know. They do a lot of the work. Shout out my guys Swope, Julian Larry, and uh Ryan Conwell. You know, they they hold up a lot of attention and you know, I was like you know, if they're going to hold the attention, I got to be the guy, you know, get the rebound, you know, cut, get them guys open, let them play off of me as well through my cutting abilities. And just, you know, letting God take control of my path. You know, I was always in a hurry to succeed and rush the process, but, you know, it's the journey and not the destination. And I've really um, allowed God to, you know, God, amen to God, allow him to control my path and follow his direction that he has for me. So just me, you know, staying the course, not thinking too far ahead, not thinking in the past, just focus on what I can do now, what I can do in the present. And those guards, they'll find you, won't you? Won't they? I mean, they 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 can score, but they're but they're guys that are gonna find the open man. Yes, they can, you know. A lot of people 
sleep on their passing abilities, especially Ryan Conwell and Julian uh, Isaiah Swope. You know, they're 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 tough scorers, especially that man Isaiah Swope. Man, he's probably one of the best scorers I've ever played with. But he can pass him, Ryan, every everyone. They're gonna find that open man no matter who it is. If it's one of them, if it's Robbie, if it's me, if it's Jake Wolf, Aaron Gray, they're gonna find them. And it's it's crazy to like you can't fall asleep on their passing because they will dice you up. What do you you mentioned Aaron? I wanted to ask you about him. What what are you expecting from him now that he's eligible and 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 in the mix? What what's he going to bring to the squad? His energy and his force. You know, Aaron Gray is a great player. He's a downhill guy. You know, with his energy, his force, another six eight guy coming in rebounding, guarding one through four. You know, I feel like he's going to bring a lot of uh, defensive energy, offensive energy. You know, he's going to cheer guys on. Just his enthusiasm on the court is definitely is going to help us no matter what game we are. He's going to step up in very big games. A couple of other things I want to ask you about. One is, well, two two other things that I'm thinking about. Uh, I asked Julian this preseason, uh, who would win a race between he and Isaiah? And, and he said, well, if it's cutting and moving me, if it's straight line, it's him. So uh, what, what do you think? Give me, give me the breakdown. Who's, who's the fastest, Isaiah or Julian? Ah, uh, mm, that's a good question. I would say I'm gonna take my guy. I'm gonna take my guy Junior Larry downhill, full speed, and Isaiah Swope on the cut and then moving. Okay, Junior Larry is a eyes ah, a cheater down the court. <laughs> he's super super fast, and Swope is just super fast, <laughs> moving like it's hard. And then trust me, I've had to guard both of them in practice. It's very hard to keep up with him. One of my favorite guys on your team is uh, Xavier Bledson. And he, when I watch you guys play, it's like, oh, what do we need tonight? Oh, I'll do that. Just talk about what makes Jabo who he is. Man, Jabo is a great player. He's he's somebody, whatever you need, you'll get out. You need him to guard, you need him to pass, you need him to score, you need him to rebound, he'll do it. You need him to box out, he'll do it. He's just he's just the key, key guy that we have. You know, Jabo, you know, is a great, you know, He's a great leader. He helps from freshman all the way down to our other grad senior, you know, whatever he needs. And he's like another coach on the floor. He's like another Josh Shirts. He's telling guys where to be. He's telling guys uh, what to do, you know. It's a blessing to play with him. And with his uh, IQ, it just elevates everybody else's game because he knows how to get guys in a certain position to be successful. Tell me what you are studying and what are your thoughts post-college? I mean, maybe you want to play professional basketball, but beyond that. Um, so of course, you know, pro ball, but I'm studying, uh, I'm a sports management major. So I want to be either a marketing sales or a sports agent, but you know, whenever I get the opportunity, I'm going to go back to school and I'm going to be a vet, a vet or a vet technician. No kidding. Good for no you. Kidding. You're a smart guy then. <laughs> I, I never dreamed of those kind of classes. Those, yeah. those are way outside my realm. Uh, <laughs> when you, when you guys play Bradley, is that, not extra motivation like you want to get revenge. It's not that kind of thing. I know that. But is it is it a little extra, though? Um, It is a little bit. But, you know, if you would have asked me last year, it would have been so much motivation. You know, I, I knew pretty much everyone on that team last year. But, mm. you know, this year I was like, it's just another game. You know, the motivation was more of they're the top dogs in the league and we want to go in and beat them. It just so happened that. It was at Bradley, and it's my home, my old team, you know. Mm. So it was more of I want to beat the top dogs, 
and you know beat my whole team. But it's more of I want to beat the top dogs with my team and, and start to start the conference off with a win. Thirteen point two points a game, six point three rebounds, six thirty two shooting from the field. You have to feel good just about the production you've been able to put up there this year. Uh, most definitely, you know. I've really focused on what I can do and not do too much. You know, we got a lot of other guys who can do that and whatever just I can do to be successful is what I'm going to do to help the team win, you know. So I'm I'm just blessed to have the opportunity to have these type of stats. You know, it can change no matter who. It can be whoever. You know, I'm just blessed that it's me this year. I ask players all the time, uh, what is your favorite Valley place to play that isn't Terre Haute? Oh, Favorite Valley place? Um, I would say I got two. I got two of them. It's definitely Bradley because, you know, I played there and playing against the crowd and how packed their fans are. And then I would say Drake from last year. When I played at Drake last year, the, the crowd was fantastic. Just the atmosphere. Drake is one of the top dogs in the Valley. You know, shout out Drake. They're doing very well this year. Um, but just those two atmospheres, like on pack games, is like one of probably the favorite places that I like to play in. Before I let you go, Tucker DeVries, you mentioned Drake. T- Tucker DeVries obviously is a terrific player. And obviously he's a guy that you are going to get matched up on a lot of different times. Well, what do you have to do to slow that guy down? You know, Tucker DeVries is a very good player. He's very hard to stop. But honestly, I just got to stay solid, you know. A lot of action is going to be run for Tucker DeVries through screens and him posting up, you know. I'm excited to be able to get a chance to guard him again. You know, he's a very good player. But, you know, it's going to be hard to slow good players like that. You know, if he hit one, he's going to hit three, you know, mm-hmm. just like he did against Illinois State. He said they said step ups and he hit two big threes back to back. And all of a sudden he's got 20. So, just being able to just to contain them as much as I can will be the best I'll do. Your guys, before I let you go, your guys, uh, your offense is spectacular. Coach Schertz has you guys has the machine running, and and what he tells me, what some of your teammates have told me, is that there aren't like really sets. We just kind of read each other, and it's free flowing, and so you're practically impossible to scout. Am I right? Pretty much, yes, sir. It's. It's hard to stop because if you we work on reads, you know, like I said, search teaches you the game and he's going to tell you if they do this, you have this option, this option, this option. If you do this, you got this option, this option, this option. It's it's hard to stop because it's like you might take one thing away, but with our freelancer style offense, you got to take you got to how you going to stop the other six options that we have. So Mm. I agree with everybody else. This offense is very, very hard to scout. Uh, final thought, hardest worker on the Indiana State team? That's a lot of guys from top dog <laughs> to bottom dog. It's a lot. Like, I'm not going to lie. We got guys in the gym every day, guys in the gym all night. Um, ah, That's tough. Um, I'm going to exclude myself in this one. Of course. Uh, so if I had to rank it, if I had to rank it, it would be Swope number one. Ryan Conwell and Julian Larry, number two. Um, Xavier Blessing, three. Him and Robbie are tied. Depends on do they go at night, do they go in the morning. Eli Shetler. Um, He's going to be a player, isn't he? 
Yes, 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 he is. He is going <laughs> to shock the valley. Sorry, I interrupted, but I think he's going to be a player. I, I, man, I, all of our freshmen, J- uh, Jaden Daughtry, Derek Vorst, and Eli, they're going, they're going to shock the valley, and I, and I'll put my, and I'll put my check on it. They are very, very good players. They have very different dynamics, but man, when I tell you they're going to be something special, they are going to be something special. Uh, I, I cut you off in, a, in the hardest worker campaign, but my final question, I really should let you go. Uh, I watched Jake Wolf play in the OVC and he's not getting a ton of, of playing time with you guys. Um, but he is like a nasty defender and he's a, a gritty guy. What's he like in practice? Is he, does he beat people up in practice? Like he used to do, do in the OVC in games, man, he still be beating people up. He'd be in a guards <laughs> up, beating me up. He's a dog. Jake Wolf is a dog. You know, he's not getting um, minutes that he would like, but even with the opportunity that he's getting, he's capitalized on. Like yesterday, he he came in, gave us some huge minutes. You know, defensively got some free throws. You know, help guard, get the offense moving. You know, he's he's a greedy guy. You know, another Illinois guy. Shout out Illinois. Um, you know, that's my guy for since day one, and. With him on the court, it's just a different dynamic. You know, we're just blessed to have him on the team. And no matter no matter if he gets five minutes or 10, 15 minutes or even 20 minutes, he's going to do what he needs to do. And Jake Wolf is always going to be a dog. Appreciate your time. Wish you guys the best of luck. I'm a big Valley guy, right? So I want all the Valley teams to do well. Now you're banging heads with each other. But but at the end of the, ter- at the, end of the trail, I want to see a bunch of Missouri Valley teams in the NCAA tournament. Yes, sir. That's the goal. Appreciate your time. That's Jason Kent. He is the outstanding forward for the Indiana State Sycamores, and they're having a dynamic season. Thanks for listening to the Valley Hoops Insider radio show and podcast. Don't forget to visit our friend Ben Yates at Don Brown Chevrolet. He's a great salesman with great products. That's Ben Yates at Don Brown Chevrolet. The One Point A Project, it's a missions organization. They're helping special needs and terminally ill children in West Africa. And you should join the Upside app I have and you'll get cash back on gas, groceries, and a whole lot more. Use the invite code Harry5474. Thanks for listening. And remember, since you've been there, make it a better place. We'll see you again real soon.